I am really hoping that we're going to be able to get over to China. Okay, so that's a, that's a possibility. Okay, so if I suddenly stop preaching, it's because we've got our live link up. Okay, to, if it's near the end of my sermon, I'll finish the sermon and, and we'll go there. Okay, so we'll see how we do. But I wonder if you could open your Bibles to Luke chapter 4. The amazing thing about Christmas is, it is for everyone. It is for the whole world. The most translated verse of the Bible, the most often quoted verse of the Bible, of course, is John 3.16. For God so loved the... That's right. For God so loved the world, he gave... His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loves the world. world. Yeah, world. The world. He so loves the world. And so Jesus is born, and we get shepherds from Israel, outcast people. They come in and visit him. We get the three wise men, the magi, who come from the east, and they come bearing gifts from outside of Israel. Magicians, or kings, or astrologers, or astronomers. We don't really know. And some of our theology would recoil a little bit thinking they were astrologers, but they may well be. And these men from outside come to worship Jesus because Jesus is for the... You're getting it. Then what happens? You remember what happens next? Jesus then is taken into Egypt by his father because Herod is going absolutely crazy. Herod is a nasty bit of work. Uh, His brother-in-law had a drowning accident. Uh, archaeology shows us it was a rather shallow pool and his head was held under. Uh, two falsely accused uh, officials were, cu- were cudgeled to death, beaten to death on Herod's orders. He wrongly suspected two of his sons for plotting against him and he had them strangled. Uh, and five days before his own death, Herod had another son executed. In fact, historian uh, Josephus said it was better to be Herod's pig than to be his son, which is quite funny. It's better to be Herod's pig than his son, which of course he shouldn't have had pigs anyway, being Jewish. But it's uh, an amazing thing. So Herod is on the warpath and Jesus escapes into Egypt. This birth is for the for the world. So turn with me to Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everybody praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. 
unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. For he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim captains, uh, freedom, sorry, has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. We'll pause there for a moment. This is amazing. This is why Jesus has come. Jesus has come to bind up broken hearts. Jesus has come to give sight to blind people who, who put their trust in what they can see, touch, smell. Did you just wave at me? You're just yawning. That's not very polite. I don't want any big... I mean, you can yawn like this. You don't need to go... Ugh. So I think that we've got a live link to China. Okay. He's come to open blind eyes of people blinded by what they can see, touch, smell, taste, hear. And show them that there's more reality in the spiritual world. To show them that there's a world that they, they can't see, but with the eyes of faith they can. That there is a God who loves them and his son who died for them to bring them peace. It's a beautiful passage. This is why we go out. This is why we share. This is why on your pew, you've got invitations to Alpha. Take one. Take one. These are amazing. Jesus is good news. He's come to bring life and its fullness. He's come to release prisoners. He's come to save. And Jesus stands up. And in his hometown... In his home synagogue, with brothers and sisters and friends and relatives all around him, he preaches from the scroll. It's a proud day. Be like tonight when Jonathan Brown shares a word and preaches, and Katie Law shares a word and preaches, and Chloe Johnson brings a word and preaches tonight. We'll be here and we'll be excited and we'll be rooting for them. It's an exciting moment. All eyes are fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked Jesus said to them, surely you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Do hear in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. I tell you the truth, he continued. No prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy at the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman 
the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of town, took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him down the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. What on earth has happened? One minute Jesus is standing up saying, this is the reason I'm here, to bring relief and release and redemption and comfort. And everybody's looking intently at him. Everybody's loving the way that he spoke. Everyone's loving the gracious words that are coming from his lips. And then moments later, they are driving him out of the synagogue. They are pushing him up a hill. They are furious friends, relatives. People that have seen this boy grow into a man are hopping mad. Furious is the word in verse 28. They wanted to throw him off the cliff. Gosh. Religious people can be nasty when you tread on their toes, can't they? If you say the wrong thing. They wanted to throw this man off a cliff. What on earth had he done to deserve this? It's very simple, really. He said that I'm for the world. That's what he said. I have come for the world. He said, this is not just for you in this place, in your synagogue. This is for the world. Today, this scripture is fulfilled. Isn't this Joseph's son? They said, Jesus says, you're going to turn on me. You're going to say to me one day, physician, heal yourself, as they did on the cross. If you really are the Lord, come down. One day you're going to say that to me. You're going to ask me to do miracles in this town that I've done in Capernaum. Capernaum. Capernaum was a place of Gentiles. It was built by a governor to celebrate his might and his strength. It wasn't a Jewish town. You're going to ask me to do the things I've done in Capernaum here. And then he mentions two stories. One from Elijah and one from Elisha. Elijah went to the widow in Zephath. There he rose her son from the dead. And remember, she had a jar of food which never went out. She was not Jewish. In fact, the land of Israel under King Ahab had had its, had its doors closed. There was no rain and there was famine. And God's servant went outside Israel into the world, the world, the word there is sent, sent to Zarephath, outside of Israel. The word sent in Greek is the word from which we get the word mission or missionary or even sometimes apostle, a sent one, a sent one. 
That's why we have missiles. They are sent to shoot things down. That's a missile. A missionary is sent for the opposite purpose, to bring good news. And Elijah was a missionary outside of Israel. Same thing about Elijah. He says, Jesus says, yet in the time of Elisha, there were many people with leprosy. There were many, verse 27, people in Israel with leprosy. Yet none of them was cleansed, only Naaman, the Syrian. He was their enemy. They were at war. And God's servant is sent to him. What gets the people really angry, what gets them really, really angry, is that Jesus is not just coming for them. He's coming for the world. Often asked here, what, what's our vision at Mutley Baptist Church? What's the church's vision? It's very simple. It's easy. We can all remember it. Our vision is to worship God. That's it. That's our vision, is to worship God. Now, to do that right, two other things happen. John Piper says, uh, mission happens. People are sent because worship doesn't. People are sent. Mission happens because worship doesn't. So we go. We go to Plymouth. We go to the country. We go to the world to make worshippers. And so that we can worship effectively, there has to be discipleship. So we go into the world to make disciples. Disciples that will worship. So what's the vision of Mutley Baptist Church? It is to worship God. So we do that in here by discipling one another, teaching and training one another, helping one another, caring for one another, standing with one another, carrying one another's burdens. And we do it in the world by proclaiming the good news of Jesus. Mutley Baptist Church is a good mission agency. Of every £10 that comes to this church, whether by gift aid or from offering or room bookings or anything, every £10 that comes, £2.40 goes into world missions. Every £10. Every £10 you give goes to proclaim the good news. With people in Bali right now, Papua New Guinea, Bahrain, people in Uganda, with people at Bible College, we have people who have just graduated from Bible College. This is an amazing, you are an amazing missionary people. Amazing. Because Jesus is our amazing missionary God.